Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha Surah as we continue our journey down Devarim. So the Ramban starts off in the first Parak Yud Aleph, Pasach Haftes, that there's going to be Har Grizim and Har Evil. And what's interesting is that the Torah never tells us which side they were on, which is on the right, which is on the left. So the, the uh, Ramban, who is a Kabbalist, he, he says that I would imagine, Yitachin, that Har Grizim was in the west, which is the right. That was the one where there was all the blessings. And Har Evil, which is the curses, was in the north. That was on the left, because it says in the Pesach, which the Gemara Darshans and Pesachim, it's Yermio, Aleph Yadalid, the Gemara Pesachim Darshans, many things from that Pesach. And the idea is that, like the Ramon explains elsewhere, that the sun rises in the east, which is Mizrach, and that's where it. Uh, the word Zricha means uh, to shine forth, and Marav <coughs> is in the west, where the sun sets, that's where it sets, and Darum is the south, the word dar means to dwell there because the sun spends most of its day in the southern hemisphere when it passes over. And safon is like we say in the Haggadah Shal Pesach, safon is to hide something. That is the darkest area that is the north, which is covered and has the least amount of sunlight, the northern hemisphere, northern part of the sky. And what is a pshat? The pshat is that, that the safon is the north. You always find it used in reference to to darkness and evil, that's where evil lurks, and that is a dark place of the world where we need to have bitachon and rely on Hashem and bring the Rebbe Hashem into that area. And so Har Grizim, uh, which is a blessing, that's going to be on the right side, which is chesed and light, and Har Evil is going to be on the north side, which is darkness, and our job is to fulfill the mitzvahs of Hashem and bring Hashem's light into the world. Interesting idea that I believe the Ramban is hinting to. <clears throat> Moving on to Parakid Bay's Pasuk Chavalaf. So it says in the Pasuk there, it was a vachta, you, you, when you, you should slaughter ka'asher tzivisicha. And this chazal darshan, what does this mean? You should slaughter as I commanded you. The Pasuk never explains how. And once again, chazal and gemor and chul and chavches all very famous and probably one of the most fundamental gemaras we should know, the proof for Teresh Peh, that the gemara says ka'asher tzivisicha, as I commanded you, al peh, verbally. It's alacham lo sinai. And Moshe was commanded on how to slaughter. And the Ramban brings his drasha because it's a, it's a foundation of the entire Torah. And um, that is what it's all about. When we look at the Torah, there's the oral part, which is from Chazal, and those are the lessons that teach us how to understand the Torah. And that's what Chazal's uh, objective is, to keep the Masorah alive and how to read the Torah. And that is that Pasuk. The Ramban has his own shot about what Shechita is, Ayin Shem. Parakid Gimel Pasuk Beis. So the Pasuk says that if a Navi or a Cholem Chalom or a dreamer will arise and enamor you with his or her prediction, um, well, they're a false prophet based on their magical things that they perform, and they should be put to death. And the um, Ramban brings down that there is a power in the world that does allow people to tap into this. Uh, these powers were created by God, so to speak, as part of a natural uh, way the world works, and a person could tap into these things. And Rebelsky has a whole book on um, alternative medicines, and this is not homeopathic remedies, but this is more, uh, his, uh, in his opinion, uh, focusing on some of the spiritual uh, mentalist acts that people claim to tap into, uh, whether through 
different means. And you could look there and speak to your local Rav because there's a lot of interesting things. Um, he is extremely machmer when it comes to um, Ouija boards or other things that seem to be based on Abu and trying to tap into spiritual mediums. Um, the Ramban and other Rishonim do seem to say that such a thing exists. And um, there, w- there was a concept of telling the future based on perhaps oracles or Ove and Yedoni, uh, necromancy and other procedures that were done. And the Ramban is certainly discussing this right here. Um, he even says that this is something that the philosophers called Kehin, which um, the, uh, there's apparently an Arabic word that is Kahana, and it's a power that a man has that he could tell the future. And um, this is the the Rambam in Igaris Rambam, the Tamon that he sent there. He says that it just means Kesem, Kisem, a, a, a witch. That's what they did. And that was the Arabic word for kind of a witch, someone that told the future. So again, persons should be careful when they do alternative medicines or um, whether it's muscle testing or uh, other things. Uh, mo- most of the contemporary posts that I've spoken to about this have said that if there is some logical, psychological way to explain it, um, or physiological way to explain it, then it's fine. But if it's just totally out of the whim and they're claiming that they're speaking to spirits or um, tapping into spiritual forces, then that would be considered what is our own being Isidro Risa to practice these things. Again, uh, hypnotherapy, in my opinion, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, does not fall into this category. And I've spoken to many people about it. Ramosha has a chuba about it as well, uh, where he also says that it's mutter. Um, acupuncture, there are people, Talmudim of Belsky, that want to say that it's usser. However, most people explain that there is a, a psychological and physiological aspect there going uh, happening. However, there are other um, types of readings um, that do seem to touch upon Abu Dazara, um, specifically in the area of people that uh, use energy in order to heal people and claim that they could read into the energy uh, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but the bottom line is that there's certainly, as Aramban here says, there is a power in the world, and if a person is tapping into that, it's an Isidro Risa, and we do admit that it, that it, that it does exist, and the Rabbanu Shalom created it. Um, yes, there's an idea of Ain Od Melvado Afilik Shafim, the person should believe fully that nothing could hurt them except if the Rabbanu Shalom determines, and that's still true. However, there is a power in the world of evil, just like there are evil things of that a person could do. There is a uh, aspect of tapping into this negative force that a person, Jewish people, should stay away from. Perak Yud Gimel Pasuk Dalid. So Kiminasa Hashem Elo Kecham Eschem. Again, the um, the Ramban says that the Rebbeinu Shalom tests us, and uh, he tests us and tells us that there are going to be Nevi'im that come. There are going to be people that try to convince you not to believe in Hashem, and our job is to fight against this by grabbing onto the Torah and our Jewish leaders. Like the Ramban explains in, in Lech Lecha about what a Nisayan is, he says the same thing here, that Menasa means to lift you up, because uh, the purpose of a test is to bring out your latent potential and to turn it into actualization and to bring it out. And we know that some of the best learning takes place when you're studying for the test, because you know it's coming and you know you need to just get that reading done and get that paper written and understand exactly what's going on in order to be able to pass. So when a person is pushed in that moment, it really helps them uh, become who they are and bring out their greatness. Finally, the last idea for today is Parakir Dalad Pasik Aleph. It says, You are children to the Rabbanu Shalom, and therefore a person should not be overly mournful uh, when they lose a loved one. And the Ramban, who often gives Musr to Rav Ram Ebenezer, here quotes him and praises his words. And there's a 
uh, two ha'aros here that I would like to share that are very important. So uh, he quotes that Avram Evan Ezra says that, that, and again, this is something that a person can only tell themselves, Rahman if it's applicable. And it, just in general, in any situation in life that's going on, we have to be very careful uh, and very sensitive in how we talk to other people because it's very easy to be from on someone else's cheshbon and say, well, just believe in Hashem, get over it. Your mitzvah is not to do that. It's true, the person who's going through a challenge might have a mitzvah of bitachon, um, and if they ask you to help them, and you could definitely be mischazig them and strengthen them. However, for you to just start preaching and just believe in Hashem, that's not your job. And Ravram Eben Ezra says that this is a perspective that a person that's going through a challenge, Rahman Litzlan, could think about. A person should know that we are children of the Rebbeinu Shalom, and he loves us more than a father loves his own son. And therefore, don't cry bitterly, losis godidu, on any bad that takes place, because anything that Hashem does is for the best. And even if we don't understand it, just like children, little children don't have any understanding of their parents, and they don't understand why their parents are doing something, why are, why are they doing this thing that hurts, why are they being mean to me, why are they giving me this rule, but yet, it's exactly what they need. We are an Am Kadosh to Hashem, and therefore a person should not cut themselves or do other um, things that were done in the olden days that represented excessive mourning, and a person should be should always know that the Rebbe Hashem loves us more than a father loves his son, and when we have that perspective, it's extremely inspirational because anything that's going on to us is like a father meeting out the exact punishment. We don't know necessarily always why we have to have that punishment, but we always know that it's coming from the Rebbe Shalom, and it is with an exact calculation. What a deep concept. Finally, the Ramban says that, well, if this is true, then why do we cry? A person shouldn't cry because if he cries when something bad happens, uh, then he is denying Hashem's involvement. And says the, says the Ramban, absolutely not that the Pasuk never prohibits Bechi, because it's Teva. person is uh, misor, person is awakened to cry, even when just a loved one departs to go out of town, we cry. So certainly if someone dies and they went up to Shemayim, we, a person could cry. Avram was crying for, for Sarah, his wife, his, his uh, life partner. She was 127 years old when she died. According to the Medrash, Yalko Shmoni, they got married, Avram was 25, and she was 15. So they, they were together for over 100 years, and there was a big relationship there. 112 years of marriage, a person has a right to cry, or anything less also. And so we are human beings. The Rebbe Shalom understands. He gave us emotions. We're supposed to use our emotions to serve him. That is not an Easter, and that is not going against it. On the contrary, the tears help facilitate the mourning process and the grieving process and the healing process. The, the tears are a way to release endorphins and help the person relax, but they are a natural thing, which is perfectly fine. But the perspective we always have is that the Rebbe Shalom knows what's best, even if I don't understand now, and I may never understand in my entire lifetime, I know with Amun HaShlema, everything Hashem does is for the best. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content, and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.